Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, The Wild Marriage. We want to thank you for joining with us again today, and we just want to encourage you in the Lord with your marriage and with everything that you're dealing with in life. We honor our time with you, and we do not want it to be uh, wasteful. We just want to get straight to the point, get straight into the Word, and to help you with your communication As we have with our years of marriage, although not perfect, we do have insight, we do have, you know, revelation knowledge, and we are here to help. And we just pray that you are encouraged by your listening to our podcast. That's right. It's it's a blessing and it's such a privilege to be able to speak into so many marriages when we were there at one point in our life where we find like there was no hope and we were just too foolish and too prideful to quit. But to God be the glory, now God is using us to bring healing, restoration, and yes. apply some simple techniques about healthy arguments. And this right. time is communication. Boy, right. we're still growing. Yeah, that we're area. still growing and we're still working on communication. But, you know, um, it's something that we're continuing to work on. And as long as we can communicate effectively, we can resolve any issues that we have. So with our communication podcast this week, we're going to focus in on choosing your battles. Boy, that's the point right there. Because sometimes, especially women, think we have to set our point right there and there and not choosing the right time, that perfect timing to come and talk. And choosing your battle, not everything is up for discussion. And we really think that well, we feel like we're losing ground if we, do, we don't do it. Right. Not everything is open. You're right. Not everything is open for discussion. But, you know, in solving our disputes and, and our issues, our problems, you know, that scripture that comes to mind is Ecclesiastes 3.1 where it says there is an opportune time to do a thing, a right time for everything on the earth. And the right time for everything on the earth is not necessarily uh, arguing about a certain thing at any given time. There is an opportune time for us to, to share our beliefs and our feelings with our spouse. But, you know, it's not always important or may not be beneficial to do it at that time when an offense occurs or when a dispute arises. Or when people is around it. I like to keep my life private, private, you know. Yes. Yes, I like to be a testimony to my children that we can resolve conflict. However, we need to test the water. You know, I remember when we first got married, I'm like, we probably don't have good communication because I'm a foreigner or my language barrier or because different race or you were raised with mom and dad all these excuses that the enemy of darkness keep in front of our uh, mind that we believe that's going to hinder us from having effective communication which is a lie i now have a testimony even though we got nothing in common we have different form of communication you know I'm, i'm a little more outspoken than you and and you are a little more firm it doesn't matter because we got grace and using some Practical knowledge and wisdom, 
you can effectively communicate even those subjects and those issues that are very sensitive. Those yeah, exactly. issues that can lead into an argument if mm-hmm. you just learn to pause. Learn to pause and, you know, learn to effectively communicate. Learning to effectively communicate is also knowing when not to communicate. Exactly. You know, you know another, another thing that you hindered me before from communicating with you, like I said, excuses, I was looking at the negative side. Like I used to think, well, you know, maybe if I was more educated. Mm-hmm. May I mention, I only have a GED. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do. It's had to do everything. Wisdom is not being smart. Wisdom is knowing when to do what you need to do and what to do at the right timing. Right. And that, that brings me to another scripture that we have is a Proverbs seventeen twenty seven, where it says, Truly, a wise person uses few words. A person of understanding is even tempered. So we have to be strong enough to mature and be mature enough in our um, marriage and in our lives to know that everything does not need to be proven by an argument. And sometimes Maria, she does this and sometimes I do it. We just have to set aside our feelings and our emotions just by a few words and saying, hey, babe, it's not time to talk about this now especially in public. And then, Mm. you know, that understanding and that even tempered is not lashing out. When I want to be calm and she's irate or erratic or vice versa, you know, it's not my time to to bark back at her and say, it's not time to talk about this now. We need to do this later. Well, no, that's being even tempered is when I can say that, babe, we don't need to talk about this now. We can do this later. We can do this when we get home. That's not saying that the issue is not going to be discussed, but it may not be the right time. If you're not in a good setting where you both of us or both of you can communicate effectively, it's not the right time to discuss it. Like saying if you're at a restaurant and something comes up or you get into an argument, it's not the right time to try to quell that argument right at that time. You may want to, you know, you may have to finish your dinner or your lunch in silence (laughs) and then on your way home, discuss it in the car or discuss it at home. Or maybe if you're at your in-laws house, you know, wait until it's nighttime, you know, when you go in to go to bed and discuss this thing, there has to be a purpose. There has to be a time and that choosing your battle is very, very important to the outcome. You know, when you decide to make arguments or bring stuff forth, for everybody at this place, so everybody can listen to what you're going through. You also opening the door for everybody has something to, to everybody say. Everybody have something to say. And, and you don't so want everybody speaking into your marriage. Exactly. And sometimes they don't have the most godly or wise advice for you at the time. They go only by pure emotion and what they mm-hmm. just witness. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And remember when we said. They don't really few, know what's going on. It's, yeah, they you know. don't. And uh, you remember when we said a few podcasts uh, back that we sought. <laughs> We saw marriage counseling, and they were the ones that recommended that we divorce. They said, <laughs> you guys are a mess. Well, you they were secular. There was yes, no hope yes, for it, you. It was, it was Until secular. Until we came to, right. to uh, Christian counseling. Right, you know? yes. And, you know, uh, being able to control your emotions, this is this is very, very key. Because men, we demand a lot of respect and a lot of honor. And when that's not met, we oftentimes explode in anger. And women, on the other hand, most of the majority, 
you know, need that soft touch and need that cuddle and need that soft spoken, you know, resolution format to come up. So they will be more in line to respond with with um, crying or you know, sadness or, 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 or some, yeah, some type of emotion, the victim mentality. So men and women both, we both have to be even tempered in everything. We don't always have to lash out in anger when our need is not met. And the woman doesn't always have to cry or feel the victim mentality when the need is not met. That's that key to communication and being able to understand each other and being able to resolve issues by doing a new thing. And in doing a new thing, you know, it's key to resolving your problems, you know, and not to see who's at fault. A lot of times when people get into arguments and disputes, the first thing they want to do is I know, especially men, I think, because that's, that's what I do, you know, is you always want to key in on, you know, who's at fault. But see, until we started to do a new thing, we always had the same results in our arguments, exactly. which was, you know, an ill attempt to resolve them. That's the so, key for an argument. The only reason why we talked about anything or argue about anything is that we can find the solution for everything. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're not arguing or talking just to hear each other talk. Or, right. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. That's a waste of argument. That's a yes, waste of time. It is. And it won't bear good fruit. Exactly. And, you know, the key, what we've learned over the years, I say it was maybe, what, you know, 10, 11 years ago. You know, it was a couple of years after we had uh, got in, you know, uh, to Christ. And we were working on things and we were still battling. Well, not battling. We were still working through issues. But we learned that, you know, the key is there's no need to count the blame or assign blame. You have to count the blessings. So whenever we get into a dispute, you know, the first thing that we try to do now, it doesn't happen all the time, but, you know, we're still working on this. And I tell you what, it has proven very, very beneficial in our disputes because we often like to put out, you know, a good thing that we're experiencing, something good that is happening in our lives, some of the past uh, issues or communications that have been resolved, you know, before we get into, you know, what happened. And I try to steer away and Rich tries to steer away as much as possible. Well, it's your fault because of this. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember there was one time, you know, when I made a mistake. It was a financial mistake. And, um, you know, it could have been more detrimental than it was. But praise God, it wasn't. And Maria, she tried to convince me otherwise. But I'm like, no, we can do it this way. And we did it my way. And it didn't happen what the results were supposed to be. And she didn't come back and throw it in my face. She was like, well, babe, you know what? Next time, let's do it this way. She didn't say, well, it's your fault because we lost this money and you made the decision to do this and do that. So now what are we going to do? You need to fix it. No, she came to me with some advice, with some soft and gentle admonition, not really a stern correction by pointing blame. But she was like, yes. We've done this. We've done similar things like this before, but it didn't happen that way now. So what are we going to do or how are we going to fix this? Exactly. The idea is to try to find a common ground. And like we talked last, um, last podcast, that it's okay to disagree. Exactly. You need, that's why you got to choose your battle, when to just leave that thing alone. And allow yourself to grow because sometimes time we heal some stuff. 
all along. We got help. You know, a lot of times we don't come to any kind of agreement. So mm-hmm. we just leave it alone. We just leave it alone right. in time with, oh, I see Chris was right doing this, this way. Oh, I see Maria doing that. But you know what's the problem? We want to be Holy Spirit. We want this fixing right now, everything to change right now. Right. And, and we stress ourselves out because after we've done everything we know how to do, we expect to be changing like that. But you know what? Sometimes you do all the right things and you want to have no uh, resolution. But you right. know what? Let's just wait. Right. We, we are so wait. impatient sometimes. We just got to wait and see how everything will unfold. Exactly. And, you know, uh, an important thing about that is kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of like what I said, you know, a little earlier is you have to set a time aside, you know, to resolve your difficulties. Yeah. Do it in a private time. Yeah. You know, it's you not make a date all, if you have to. Make a date if you have to. <laughs> Assign a time where you can be devoted to one to one another and get this thing solved without interruption. And it's not always appropriate to air your dirty laundry or show yourself proven right or wrong in public. You know, regardless of who may be at fault, you know, both of you, have to be mature enough to resolve your issues and your disputes in the most rancorous way possible to solve that dispute. It cannot be, it cannot always be pointing the blame or you did this or you said that or maybe even pulling things up from the past to try to prove a point. Exactly. And to try to stand your ground to show the other person that they were wrong. Because if you constantly battle in that form, it's always going to end in some sort of discord or resentment. And you're never going to be able to move forward. Because, you know, I know men especially, we hate having things thrown in our face because of a mistake that we made. Do you know, know, to be be honest, you know why we do that? Because we want you to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And that's why we keep constantly bringing to your face because... You say, this is, I told this lady one time, because she said, well, he said he was sorry, but I don't think he really mean it. It's like, so what? Yeah, and how do you, you, you don't about, read his mind? Exactly. We're talking about matters of the heart on things of a, on a man that only God can do. Exactly. If I want you to feel and, and, sorry, I'm sorry for I'm sorry. And you know, we, God can only do what we allow him to do. Because if I'm wrong in a situation and I don't want to be proven wrong, even though I may know I'm wrong, but because of pride, I may not be receptive to listen to the voice of reason because of pride. And that is always going to end in a dispute or some disgruntledness. You know, it's like I said, you know, years ago, you know, I had to get off the bus to Stupidville in order to communicate effectively with my wife. And, you know, it was a learning process. And I tell you what, we are working this. And I tell you, it has been a great, great benefit to us over the past several years by being able to work out our disputes and our arguments for a cause greater than for ourselves. It's the cause of Christ because his grace and mercy is sufficient for us. So our grace and mercy has to be sufficient for each other. And when we changed that way of arguing, when we took the time to sit back and think about things, you know, and we had to organize our thoughts. And like Maria's going to tell you about some things where she actually took some time to settle and to pray and to write things down before she came to me. 
And these are some of the things that helped us out tremendously. Yeah, it's just simple technique. People do it all the time. You know, when women tend to ramble, we tend to nag, we tend to um, accuse and assume. You know what? It helps you to avoid to act like that? Write things down. When you write things down, I tend to do that. I write it down and then I read it and then I proofread it. Why would I even say this? I don't have to give a voice to every thought that comes to my mind when it comes to complaining. Mm -hmm. Something I just need to let God. And you know what? Instead of, instead of arguing and blowing out, write things down first. Take a time to, to think organize about your thoughts. Because you want this marriage to work. You don't want to say every little thing and be a nagging wife, you know. The Word of God tells us that a fool won't think before they speak. Who speak and um, say everything that comes through their mind, they'll just say it, they blur it out. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to take two steps back and go into the emotions, calm down. And go back and try to make resolution. Yes. If you really want to fix it, you don't want to try to fix it in the moment of the heat of the moment. Y you can't because most of the time in the heat of the moment, you both are irrational. You know, um, because you're arguing and you say something and then the other person doesn't agree with it. So they stop listening to you because they're generating their response. And then they say something and then you don't like what they're saying, and so you, and not listening, you are generating your response, mm -hmm. and then you both are getting louder and louder, 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 and you start cutting each other off and trying to be heard, and then nothing gets resolved. Exactly. You know, I remember, just like you said, you're getting, we all get those moments of stupidity. Not every steep, stupid insult needs to have a response. The Word of God says in Proverbs 12, 16, a fool angry, anger is not at once but a prudent man overlook an insult. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't feel bad for just insulting me, I cannot make you feel bad. That's a matter of the heart. But I can exactly. overlook it, exactly. not for your benefit, but for mine and the benefit of an argument. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you come at me and lash out, I don't need to respond back with an insult right back. It won't benefit It won't me. benefit anything. It won't, it won't benefit It's the only going to add fuel to the fire. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we really need to overlook look, um, some stupidity that might come from our mouth. It happens to, and you know what? It does get better. We have to trust if we do it, we're cautious and take our time, it will produce good fruit. Because, you know, when you sow wisdom, you reap back wisdom. Right. And, you know, a lot of times... um. People may not know that, but sometimes when you walk in wisdom, it will make the other person rethink their actions. Exactly. Tell us what Proverbs yeah. fourteen thirty three says. Proverbs, to me. Proverbs fourteen thirty three says, "Wisdom rests in the heart of the discerning. Even among fools, she is known." So when we respond in a different manner than what we're being accused of, you know, a gentle response, you know, will can quell most arguments you know it it can heal you know a wound or a broken heart and you know that wisdom is based on the experience or the experiences that you have in your relationship for the testament of the good things that have come to pass because if you argue a certain way you're going to always have a certain result most of the time People don't take the time to sit back, 
to gather their thoughts and write things down. It's always in the heat of the moment, and that's what causes those arguments to get bigger and bigger or not to be resolved. So when you argue that way, you're always going to yield that result. But when you take the time to gather yourself, to calm down, to write your thoughts down, and present them in a logical manner, then that's going to change the outcome of the argument because you both are going to be understood better. Exactly, and you produce something. Everything, everything have a chain of reaction. So f for us, I noticed that I started coming to church before you did. I tried as much as possible walking wisdom, and it was producing something. It was producing yes. because I didn't no longer react to every negative comment you have. You didn't have an argument. Who are you going to argue with? Yes, Maria, that is key. I remember that. You know, because, and it would actually, again, I was on the bus to Stupidville, and it would actually make me more angry when I couldn't argue with her because she would always respond in a, in, in a different manner than what passive. I was accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And so when I would, I couldn't get the response that I wanted out of her, it would make me more angry because she wasn't getting angry because... I was angry, and I wanted her to feel my same way. And when that wasn't happening, that would cause me to get more out of control. But then, you know, you think, but, it, but then <laughs> after a while, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting nowhere with this. I'm not getting anything accomplished. So, you know, I started to reach back and remember, and I started adapting or adopting some of the ways that she would respond to me in in arguments. And then once I got off the bus to Stupid Land, and then we were able to talk and get things resolved. And that's when things started to shift and started to change in our marriage because we were able to, we learned how, well, I did. She, well, we both learned how to communicate. I don't have a mastery effect, yet. Effectively, yeah, still working on but it. But we were submitted because we saw good marriages and we listened to good marriages, you know, and we wanted to be like them. You know, any word for every relationship. I remember God said, you want a different husband, you must be a different wife. Exactly. You want to have different children, you must be a different mother. And that's and not difference by changing the person. It's different by changing you. My character. The character in and order to make that person see you in a different light. Because you don't get an argument and then you're not going to divorce them and go with somebody else. No, but no, no. then again, some people do do that and that's how they resolve but it's like you said you know your children as well you know you're not going to give that child away and pick up another one but you know but it will change them how they react it changes their and reaction how your relationship comes with that person exactly. i remember working on those things and uh responding different and not if you get agitated i would not go, go right back and insult you or anything like mm -hmm. that you know also one thing i don't know you guys do it again but i know women does it a lot we assume a lot of stuff. We don't ask questions sometimes. We just assume and so even have an argument in our head. <laughs> if you say this, I'm going to oh, yeah. say that. Men, men do that. Men, men do, do that. that. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and you know, that's a hinder good, effective communication. You always ask to ask yourself, do you want a resolution? Do you want to fix your marriage. Yes. Do you want a resolution or do you want to point blame for the problem? Exactly. You want to be always be mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I don't always have to be right. I just want to solve the issue that is at hand. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 28, 5, 
don't jump to conclusions don't assume you know that's one of the biggest downfall in a good healthy argument so therefore what is, what is the next part of uh, 28 uh, 25a says in a message honey it says there may be a perfectly good explanation for what you just saw or you know and then a little bit more elaboration on that or what you just heard or what you just thought you know we have to sit back and do what the other we have, we have to sit back and take into account why this thing happened. You know, that's why, you know, um, we've, uh, or I've, I've preached them, uh, some messages before, you know, about doing the golf walk. You know, when when we're teeing off in golf, you know, we want to whack that ball as hard as we can to get it as far as we can on the first shot or the second shot. But when we get to the green, our perspective changes. We will we're looking at the ball and we're looking at the hole and then we will look at it and but we will walk around to the angles. other side uh -huh. of it to get a view of it from a different angle before we start that putt so now when we do that in marriages you know we have to take into consideration maybe it's not what was meant to be said or maybe i didn't see what i thought i saw let me get clarification let me look at this from a different angle and then we can go to it from there and you know you got to ask questions how did that make you feel? Go to that person level. I remember say, honey, how you feel about this? Tell me your point of view. And respect one another. Like I said, like we said last uh, podcast, it's okay to disagree. And when you don't, all oh, you know how to do, just trust in the Lord, right? So let's say, for example, in, in, in this message, we don't have all the solution for every little problem. This is a lot like a general idea. But you know what? At the end of the day, do your best in communication. Do your best to walk in wisdom and leave the rest to God. There's going to be areas in your husband's life, in our life, that only God can. Our part is just to do our part. Right. Like if I want you to feel convicted or feel bad about insulting me, I'm going to have to allow, right? right? Leave room for the Holy Spirit to bring conviction because you know what? At the end of the day... You're going to have to answer for your own mistake, and I'm going to have exactly. to answer for my own mistake. Exactly. So, you know, the key importance of this here is um, communication is powerful and communication is effective. But to aid in that is to choose your battles. Okay? That's very, very important in conflict resolution. So, again, we just want to helpfully keep you encouraged and just pray that everything will work out for you. And we want to invite you to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram or YouTube and, and like us on these channels. And, you know, always the email is open. You can find us at thewildmarriage.com or our email is thewildmarriage at gmail.com. You know, ask us questions, send us things. And, you know, you don't you may not know you might just spark a new series that we can talk about. Or something that we can answer a question for that may be helping you, but in the same time, helping countless others that are out there struggling with the same thing that you may be going through. So we call you blessed and highly favored and just pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own wow marriage. 
To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.